United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. President Donald Trump has spoken before on the issue of Afghanistan. I don't want to kill 10 million people. I have plans on Afghanistan that if I wanted to win that war, Afghanistan would be wiped off the face of the earth. It would be gone. It would be over in literally in 10 days. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to go that route. That was about a month ago. Now an agreement between the U.S. and the Taliban that ties the troop presence to what is imminent, but it has been delayed. And we want to get more perspective on that. Scott Worden joining us, director of the United States Institute of Peace, Afghanistan and Central Asia programs, tweeting at USIP. Scott, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Where where are negotiations right now? Well, they're <clears throat> excuse me at a very advanced stage, and we are waiting for an agreement potentially any day now, maybe by the end of the week. Although that has been said before, the current negotiations are uh, the ninth in a series between the U.S. and Taliban representatives, and what's at issue is essentially an agreement on a timetable for withdrawing U.S. troops over time that is conditional to progress on further peace talks between the Taliban and the Afghan government. And in exchange for that, the Taliban will agree to publicly renounce their ties with al-Qaeda and also agree to not enable terrorists, either al-Qaeda or ISIS or others, to operate from their territory, uh, territory that they control. So that is the current talk, and it will hopefully lead to uh, direct talks between the Afghan government, other Afghan political players, and the Taliban in the near future. Do you believe them? You know, I think that a deal uh, on troops and counterterrorism is coming soon, but I think that is really just the first step, the tip of the iceberg of solving the problem in a way that provides lasting stability for Afghanistan, because at the end of the day, the conflict within Afghanistan is political and there needs to be a political settlement that addresses issues that have been going on for about 40 years. So this is a if it happens, it's a necessary first step, but there's a long way to go. Yeah, it, it, it's a country of, of tribes, really. I mean, that's we know that. Oh, I think one of the questions that come up it comes up often is not just about the Taliban and its connections to al qaeda but whether or not the Taliban would try to reinstitute the kind of repressive rule that it that it is known for and whether or not it would uh, wipe out any kind of rights that have been gradually accreting to the citizenship or otherwise and and it, so I wonder if that's even part of the negotiating process well that is the biggest concern of I think a majority of Afghans and, and certainly Afghans that have been in more secure areas that have been in cities that have benefited from increased rights, uh, economic gains, social gains, free media. They all fear that the Taliban re-entering government will be a reversal of those gains. And, you know, I think they have good reason to fear that. What the process needs to ensure, if it's going to satisfy the demands of these Afghans, is that there is uh, popular ratification of any agreement, that there are elections for future governments, and the more democratic the process is within Afghanistan, 
the more likely this majority of people's views about rights and freedoms is preserved. Uh, once again, we're speaking with Scott Warden, director of the United States Institute of Peace, Afghanistan and Central Asia programs. I gather you feel that absent this political process, we run the risk of having the Taliban uh, then do things that would actually jeopardize U.S. security. How so? Well, so far, the Taliban has been slowly but steadily gaining territory, largely in rural areas, but they have the ability to cut off provincial capitals and cities. And that's with uh, U.S. and NATO troop presence of over 15,000 soldiers. The deal, none of this is, is confirmed publicly, but the deal that is at least rumored would initially reduce U.S. forces to around 8,500 and then subsequent reductions in the future. So if the Afghan government, together with the NATO allies, cannot uh, increase their control of territory with 15,000 troops, I think it's unlikely that they can increase their control of territory with less international support. So that gives the Taliban an upper hand. And over time, I think their position will consolidate if there's not a political agreement that addresses underlying grievances. And lastly, is there anybody else who has territorial interest in Afghanistan? Aside from security, obviously the U.S. has no territorial interest, but does have a security concern. But do others have a territorial interest in Afghanistan? I would not say they have a territorial interest, but they have strong political interests. So, of course, Pakistan has long provided safe haven to the Taliban. And the logic of that is that they want political influence so that Afghanistan's foreign policy is not what the Pakistanis perceive to be hostile to them. Um, so they seek influence, but not territory. And I think that's true of a lot of the other neighbors. The people that do seek territorial interests are terrorist groups. So ISIS is the number one uh, candidate. And this is where a political settlement still is in the U.S. national security interest, because you know while we might have a deal with the Taliban to uh, not allow territory to be used for terrorism, uh, if there's chaos or civil war, then they won't be able to enforce that deal. Scott, I appreciate your spending time with us on POTUS today. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Scott Wharton, Director of the United States Institute of Peace, Afghanistan, and Central Asia Programs. More perspective on the ongoing decisions to be made about the U.S. presence in Afghanistan, the negotiations taking place with the Taliban. The Twitter handle is at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.